I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. talk about people who have influenced us specifically in the tv movie realm oh boy okay right because i think i have to say like we're both oh go ahead (laughs) no this happens to us all the time no (laughs) because i know a couple of oh people don't know you do this what kate gets the porky pigs oh god so hard (laughs) so if she gets Mm-hmm. very anxious about something or when she has a thought she can't get out it's like i just i do if you just <laughs> all the time i'm like kate, kate you got you got the porky pig slow but down that's why when people say i'm cool i roll my eyes and so do i because we all know those that's not true <laughs> it's been so hard to explain to people through the years i'm always the one they come up to because they're always scared to come up to you and they're like oh my god i would just I just go so gay for Shane. You're like, what, this loser? If you want to sit down on a couch and watch three days of 90210, yeah, she's the girl for you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm proud of it. No, I'm proud of you too. No, because you're cozy. You're you're more of a cozy person than a cool person. Hands down 100%. But boy, do you play a cool person really well. I think the cozy quality comes from being an only child and relying on movies and my TV shows as companionship. And so when I would watch movies as a kid, it was an experience for me, like a full-on experience. And I've never let that go. Like they were your friends? Yeah, they were my friends. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. You know that, right? Well, yeah, but like everybody in the movie Jaws was my friend. Including the shark? No, he wasn't. That, no, no. But but like, like Jaws, for instance, was one of my favorite films as a kid. And I had two gerbils at one point, And I named my gerbils Pippin and Quint after two characters in Jaws. Well, speaking of Jaws, I think you might have to do your 
do a little bit of the the speech. Oh, Quint's speech. Yeah, the captain downstairs or it below the below the deck. It's right when they realize they have a shark problem and they have to find someone to kill the shark. And so there's a town hall meeting, and then you see Quint and he's sitting there with like his hat on and he's eating a cracker and he's all chill. And what's he say? You all know me. You know how I earn a living. I'll catch that bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. Bad fish. Not like going down to the pond chasing bluegills or potomicots. This shark will swallow you whole. He'll chase you and tenderize you, and down you go. And we got to do it quick. It's so fucking cute when you do that because you commit. Like, I really just watched you and you, you were there. Quint is the best character. Didn't you have some movie when you watched it as a kid oh. and you were like, wow, that is the best fucking character? Kate, are you kidding? Yes. I'm just letting you get, get yours out. All right. Well, who was it? In fact, you know what? I totally bastardized Quint's speech. I'm not proud of that performance. No, you did. You did so good. I did it off the top of my head. You want to no, do no, it no. again? No, no, no. If you want to revisit it, maybe in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you can work on it. Take the okay. time you need. Happily. And bring it back. But there must have been some kind of film or whatever that you just could not get enough of as a kid. It was 16 Candles. Molly Ringwald was my everything. Everything. I joined the fan club. I sat in front of the mirror and I would dress like her and I would try to look like her. And then I'd ask my sister to take pictures. I'd send them in with a letter. And I was like, I really think we'd play great sisters. (laughs) One day... I'll be out in Hollywood. I think that you should consider this. And I would write these long letters and then I would get a, an 8 by 10 black and white, and a, some sort of fan letter. I would plaster them in like a collage 16 candles kind of way on the wall. Did she ever write? <laughs> Did she write me and back? Wait, she never wrote you back? No, it doesn't work like that. Do you, <laughs> are you responding to fan letters? Okay, hold on. Yes, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, my first TV show that I instantly glommed onto was mm-hmm. the facts of life sure like yeah. many people in our generation joe polnicek was the queen yes and so i love nancy mccann she could do no wrong somehow i found out that she had a fan club and i would write her letters and i received a letter back and signed eight by ten photographs but kate that wasn't her i don't care oh okay i thought you really thought <laughs> This, I thought you were telling me right now that you were like, Nancy McCann wrote me back. You know what? Now I know. But when I was 10, oh, she, it was her. <laughs> and Nancy McCann saw me. Right. They did the whole like. Oh right, my God. Right, right. I know. Didn't you feel seen? I got a handwritten letter back. I mean, why do we, it's so funny that we need these. I wish I still had it. I, I, I have an eight by 10 official cast photo of the Facts of Life that everyone on the cast signed because my mom was friends with the producer on that show. Oh I got that separately and I actually have that hanging in the guest bathroom. One of my childhood prides, but. Well, we're going to have to post that. Oh yeah. Happily. Here's another funny one. I'm, I'm dating myself, but who cares? Aren't we all? Christy McNichol. You're dating yourself. Okay, but. If you can look her up, if people are like, <laughs> I know who Christy McNichol she, is. Oh, okay, great. Well, she was awesome, and my sister's a hairdresser, and she worked in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and one day, she called and she was like, "Leisha, you're not going to believe it. I have a surprise for you." Christy McNichol had gotten her hair cut that day. Shut up. At the salon, and my sister sweep swept up some of the hair. <laughs> <laughs> she thought I'd be so excited. I don't have it still because I'm not weird. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these these people, I mean, and it doesn't go away, right? It's like 
I know this right, but mm-hmm. if you were to meet one of your idols today, I don't think it would feel very different than it did when you were 14 or 12. Oh, when I met my, my teenage idol, I couldn't speak. And that was... So who was that? That was the dearly departed Luke Perry. Yeah. And I kick myself for missing this incredible experience. What do you mean you missed it? Well, like super quickly, I was flying back to Vancouver when we were shooting the show back in the day. It was super early in the morning. I had Floyd with me in his little carrier. I felt someone sit across from me in the lounge. Out of nowhere, the guy goes, your, your dog's your dog's really cute. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And I look up as I'm saying it and it's him. And my jaw, I think, physically dropped. And I couldn't, I had no voice. It's like suddenly like, you know when you're in a dream and you can't scream? That's how I felt right. physically. <laughs> Turned out, that he was on the same flight with me. And I started to panic that we would sit next to each other because I wouldn't know what to do with myself for those two hours. He wound up not sitting next to me. He wound up sitting behind me. And then we were in line together going through customs once we got to Canada. It was an out-of-body experience. And I fucking kick myself that I just didn't geek out because I have no problem geeking out. I geeked out years later. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Jason Priestley a couple years ago put out a autobiography. If you don't know who he is, he's Brandon Walsh on 920. Our friends, Jamie and Nicole, came to Barnes and Noble with me to get our book signed by him. Right. And I'm standing in line and he looks up and he looks at me and he looks at me like, I know you and what are what you, are you doing, doing here? here? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I really don't give a shit. I really want my book signed by you. And we got a picture and I think I was so excited. Right. Because he was another one I grew up with. And I didn't give a well, shit. Well, on the same show. I mean, you know every episode front to back, right? And lines from the show. Up to season six. And then what? What? Well, like Brenda left after season four, and that was a hard pill to swallow. But you get used to it. And then Dylan left at, after season six, and that's okay. when I was like, I'm so, done. So, like, you didn't watch it? Or you just watched it and you hate-watched it? I think I probably hate-watched it a little bit, and then it kind of started to fall off the rails, like any show would after 10 years, but it was like, the but the first five seasons, the first four in particular, you could show me a screenshot, and I could tell you exactly what scene that was from, and what what episode. And then our friend, Allie, remember when she revealed that she wrote the egg episode, (gasps) and you almost passed out? She wrote Euphoria with Emily Valentine, where she slips Brandon the drug. It was this epic episode when it came out. I believe it. And I could not believe she wrote that. Like, couldn't, couldn't fucking and believe it, it. What do you think that is, That where, why you have the same reaction to someone that you loved when you were younger? Like, why why can't we, why can't we be normal in those moments? Why can't? It just comes flooding back, like, no time has I passed. Isn't it something, like, it's probably comforting, and then, isn't it a bit regressive, too? Your instincts instantly kind of revert back to that time? Yeah. I just want to say, I can... Always remember what it was like on Wednesday nights or Thursday nights at 8 o'clock when that show would come on. It was an event in my house. And then you get to school the next day and everyone in your class has watched it and you're talking about it. Everyone has their crushes. The same friend that took you to Barnes & Noble to see Jason Priestley called me out of the blue like six years ago maybe. Yeah. She was like, are you sitting down? Because (laughs) Molly Ringwald is a jazz singer now and she's performing down the street at five o'clock get dressed i couldn't believe it so oh, after i fainted and came back to life i remember this it took me over an hour because you know this. i don't really look in the mirror when i leave the house i just kind of like throw something on and wish myself luck that i <laughs> pull, <laughs> pulled it together i worked so hard on this outfit 
<laughs> on the way out, I grabbed a brooch and I put it on and we went to Silver Lake. It was a tiny, tiny, not even a club. It was like a bar. The whole time I just have this shit eating grin on my face. I can't believe it's happening. She oh. sings jazz standards. <laughs> and then at the very end, I think it's all over and it's the best night of my entire life. Over the loudspeaker, the guy's like, if anybody's interested, Molly will be signing CDs in the back of the club. And so I'm like, oh my God. So I get in line. I'm shaking. I'm so excited. And I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Opens it up. She starts signing it. And she doesn't look up. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, it's like you're kind of your whole world kind of crushes. Like she's not going to talk. Like it's just going to be kind of like, who cares? Yeah. And she looks up and similar to what happened to you with Jason Priestley. She's like, do I know you? And I was like, right. No, but I've been, I've been like, I got your porky pigs. And I was trying to tell her that I've been a fan since I was a kid. Obviously, she must get told this all the time. And she's like, oh, it's, I, what is it? Are you an actor? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you used to be on this show. I don't know. Maybe you saw it. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, look, Molly, listen. <laughs> I was like, every year I would go back, because this is true, tell the producers every year, like, please, please, right. can we just hire Molly Ringwald? She's like, yeah, I didn't get that call. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. <laughs> but she was really nice. And then I was like, so nice to meet you. Thank you. And I'm like sweating on the way out. She's like, hey, I turn around. And then I felt like I was in 16 <gasps> Candles. She's like, keep in touch. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't get that from Jason Priestley. Oh, and she noticed my brooch. That was the big thing. She was like, I like your brooch. So how did she say to keep in touch? Why don't you follow her on social media? I do. And Does I... she follow you? <laughs> no. I mean, look, it's not my style, but like you could reach out to her like on a direct message and say, hey, I met you years ago. You told me to keep in touch. I finally grew what up. What am I going to talk to, about to reach with out. her? What am I going to talk I don't about? Know. What am I going to say? I don't know. I think meeting meeting your idols, it's kind of like, it's like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You're no. living out of fantasy, but, but part of that is the fantasy. Like why spoil that? Right. But lucky for us, they were both so nice. Oh my God. Or all three of them. Something about the 80s, huh? Oh, yours was the 90s. I've always said I wanted to work with Luke Perry, and now my chance was too late, and I'm just so, right. I'm really so sorry. bummed I never got that opportunity. I know. That would have, I heard he was the nicest guy in the world. The nicest person. Our friend Jamie, the same one who took me to get my book signed and for you to meet Molly Ringwall, knew him as well and said that he was the loveliest person. God damn it. I know. It's really, 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 really sad. Well, you got to meet him. I did. Shit. Are you crying? No, I'm not crying. Oh. And he thought Floyd was cute too, so. I mean, there you go. What about movies? <sighs> you know, I was. You weren't a big movie person. I was more of a TV person. My biggest reasons I wanted to get into acting was because I watched Carol Burnett make people laugh when she made the audience laugh and would just put these ridiculous outfits on and become these like over-the-top characters, I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I knew it. And then as I was older, Tracy Ullman had the same impact on me. She's the greatest. Yeah. I love funny women. I wanted to play all of the male characters in the movies I saw. I like that. Except for the one female character I wanted to play was Ripley in Alien. Because that was one of the first movies my dad introduced me to when I was a kid. I think he had a very poor judgment of what a five-year-old should watch. So he was like, let's watch Alien. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with Midnight Express. You know, that was another film that he had me sit through when I was five. But um, with, with Alien, that was like the one female character I thought, that's someone I can relate to and wish I was. By the way, you could play that character. I would love to play a Ripley. She's one of the best female characters. I don't know if Ripley gets as much credit 
as she should. Really? I feel like when you talk about like female heroines or whatnot, they're now superheroes. Like Wonder Woman or... Ripley's one of my favorite characters. And that's one of the greatest movies. It's amazing. Oh but aside from her, every other character that I identified with were these male characters because they were so active in the story. And they were running around being chased or... Right. She was really one of the first ones who stood up for herself and fought back. Yeah, exactly. We always see women running and getting killed. Because you always see the female characters that are just, you know, they're always the wife. So their location is like... Scared and helpless. Well, it always involves a phone and standing in a kitchen and answering the call mm -hmm. and being scared and who cares? So it was always these male characters that I related to. And my dad introduced me to some good ones. So it was movies that I spent my time growing up with as a kid. Oh, and the other character that was amazing was Jamie Lee Curtis in the original Halloween. Have you ever sat through that film? Of course. It's one of the best movies ever made. If you really take it apart and look at how John Carpenter did it, because she had like an active driving force in the story. Right. Oh, so fucking The good. Shining is one of my favorite movies. I've seen it like 800 times. On weekends, one of my favorite things to do is lay on the couch and watch movies if I have nothing else to do. And that's why I'm saying if you want to be with Kate. Yep. Come over. We'll watch a movie. Just You got to get your potato on. Yeah, but you, well, no, you got to take it seriously. Don't talk during the movie. Oh, you hate that. You hate that even Don't in, fucking uh, talk. Like during award season. God forbid you pipe up about anybody's outfit. You're like, shut up. Shut up, I'm trying to hear. Okay, <laughs> Grandpa, I'm just saying it was a pretty dress. I want to hear what the fuck they're saying. She looks good in yellow. I'm not that. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, I'll shut up. No, it's, no, I don't care about the award shows. It's even the TV shows. Everyone has commentary. I don't care about your commentary. I want to hear what these people have to say. And my very favorite thing to do is to pause Ugh. 800 times through a TV show and talk about how I think I'm going to solve the crime. Uh, Anna does the same thing and I'm like, Jesus Christ, the commercial breaks. Oh, I love it. No, but you have to talk about it. I hate the commercial breaks. And that's why it's good that you and I did not. Afterward, sure. Let's, let's, de let's, let's debrief after the hour. Well, no, because there's so much I'll forget. Like, if you and I had watched Game of Thrones together, you probably would have killed me. Why? <laughs> but that's good. I did it on my own, and I talked to myself, and I got through it. I'd fucking kill you. I would have fucking killed you. I think Anna was doing that a few times. It got to a point where I'd take the remote and I'd hide it somewhere so she couldn't pause, because there's always a comment. There's always a commercial break. Something always has to be said. Save it. You have to discuss things, Kate. No, I want to discuss it when it's fucking over. Well, you have a lot of rules. Because I, I don't want to discuss half an idea. I, I want to discuss at the end. Well, no, my dad was like that. When, a mo like when we would watch movies, it was an event. He'd be like, all right, are you settled in? And I'd be like, yeah. And he's like, all right, great, don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And I'd be like, all right, right on. And so I'd sit there and I'd eat an apple. I'd watch a movie that I was way too young to understand, but I loved it. And I couldn't talk. And then when it was over, he'd explain to me what happened. Okay, but that was... Okay. But that's not how the whole entire world works. Well, that's how it worked in my house. I know. I understand. <laughs> but at this point, I'm so trained <laughs> from, like, you. Like, I know what you like. So, uh, trust me. I've learned. Gotten yelled at a lot through the years. No, you know what it is? It's like watching TV or something with, like, a group of mm -hmm. people. Because someone's bound to fucking open their mouth. And talk. You sound like a lot of fun right? right now. I am, because I take it seriously. Like Game of Thrones, perfect example. Okay, I learned the secret to Game of Thrones. Watch it with subtitles, because you can follow the story along. Because a lot of times they mumble, and you're like, what the fuck did they say? I don't think they're mumbling. I think they had accents. They did, but like, you know, the mumbling. It doesn't work. That's an accent. <laughs> Where's Jon Snow? Have you seen Jon Snow? Have you seen him? 
That's an accent. You watch Game of Thrones, even with subtitles, it's still a lot of story to get through in an hour. And so you watch it with a group of people, someone's bound to fucking pipe up because no one can just be quiet. <laughs> and someone else has to comment, and then someone else has to say something. So you miss the entire importance of the scene and then inevitably someone says shit can we rewind and then you have to watch it again my least favorite thing to do with a tv watching partner is when you get lost in the story and and then i pause it and i turn to the person i'm like wait what was it what did she say and if the answer is i don't know i don't know oh my god i'm like are you watching i can't i hate when people don't actively watch tv because there are so many people that watch their phones during tv watching time you're talking it's my tv watching like why are we here or why are you here with me i had no idea that was a peep of yours well no shit because what's the point point? and i think it's a very very bad habit now i think a lot of people do it right right like 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 succession for instance you really have to pay attention to succession yes and you yes. want to because the writing is so rich and perfect insanely amazing but i get yeah. it and then someone's like i don't know like, what the fuck are you doing so here? So when we have TV parties, it sounds like nobody's going to want to come to. <laughs> it's fine. You know what? I prefer to watch my shows in peace. We've scared people off. Watch my TV in peace. I can I can come over afterward. <laughs> you and I, well, we call each other if we're watching the same show and we'll recap or freak out about something together so, yeah. on the phone. Yeah. I'm more than happy to decide, dissect this until the sun comes up. Just yeah, when it's over. When it's over. When it's over. Yeah, I know you and Anna really have a good time watching shows together. Well, you know my memory problem. So I'm like, if I don't say this now, it's probably it's probably gone. It's gone. You're the human version of Dory. Yeah. <laughs> I always, seriously. Yeah. Like, where's Dory? Is she here? Did Dory call in yet? No. Dory can't find the password. <laughs> I'm always, like, I'm in a f- fishbowl, and I'm like, pretty bowl. And then I'm like, pretty bowl. Like, I just keep having the same thought. <laughs> what a pretty bowl. Oh, God. Rocket money. I used rocket money again last week. How many? Are you Okay. I don't know. You have a I get lot these, of subscriptions you forget I know. about. You know what it is? Because I get these apps and you have to pay for everything you get these days. And I think, all right, well, I'll use this for a few days but and I'll cancel it. But I forget. And, and you, you have forget to have every your... week that you forgot last week. Yes. Thank God you have Rocket Money. Before I started using Rocket Money myself, I thought I had about like, I don't know, six subscriptions. No, Kate, I had like 15. 15? Yes. I was like, clear it, clear it, clear it, get rid of it. And Rocket Money is like, we have your back. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can start to grow your savings. Plus, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pants. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Say it, Kate. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Okay, should we answer some fan questions? Okay, this is Rachel Corrigan from London, UK. What's the best piece of advice you have been given about anything or wish you had been given sooner? I like the saying... You got the same pants on to get glad in that you got mad in. What is that? I don't get it. It's not complicated, but I'll see. Is that a Nebraskan thing? You got the same pants on to get glad in that you got mad in. You got the same pants on. Like, turn your attitude around. Is that Nebraskan? (laughs) 
I don't know the origin, <laughs> but I just like the saying. It basically what it means, Kate, is just turn your fucking attitude around. Okay, I like it. It's up. It's up to you. It's I up like to it. You. Okay. Nothing really about the situation is going to change except yourself. I got a great piece of advice from Pam Greer when we first met her. What? Start a pension. I'm giving real advice. She said that to me in the van ride back to the hotel. Oh, you're getting like real advice. Back when we were um, going to do the pilot. And I was 23, 24, something, one of the two at the time. For whatever reason, it never left my head. She's a smart lady. That's why. And you know what? When Pam Grew tells you to do something, listen to it. Yeah, you do and it. And I look back yeah. and I'm like, that woman was 100% correct. Man. Woo! So you're, you're saving money. Start a pension. But when you're 23, 24, you don't give a shit. Yeah. You're like, pensions? What pensions? No. Like, I'm just cute and adorable, and I'm going to be young forever, and opportunity is just right around that corner at all times. Oh, my God. I never felt any of those things once. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you just don't remember because you're fucking dory. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You're like, you just feel young and cute and opportunities <laughs> around the corner. I'm like, no. Nope, but you do. That. It's like you don't realize that when you're younger. Right. Well, yeah, you're not making lifelong decisions, especially financially. If Especially if it's the first time you've ever seen money. <laughs> exactly. You're like a pension. Oh no, I want to go out and like go shopping. My mom had a good piece of yeah. advice when I was younger, and that's another one that always stayed with me. She'd always say... Don't borrow trouble. Oh, that's a good I one. I always try to remind myself of that because I'm an inherent worrier. Oh, yeah. My mom was like, you just be yourself, baby. Like, be authentic and just get out there and show people who you are. Like, she was always like, live live your truth. Good, good for Jane. Okay. Next question. Should we have Rachel ask this one? All right, Rachel. Go hey, ahead. Hey, Rachel. Rachel. I always feel like I have to speak louder. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> can you hear us in the UK? I can hear you. Yes. What's the next question? The next question is from Alexandra D. If where you currently live wasn't a place, where in the world would you live and why? Anywhere in the world. Ooh, that's hard. I mean, that's a broad question, Alexandra. I'll tell you why that's hard for me personally to answer. Home really, to me, is where your friends are. I can imagine myself in the south of France, mm. drinking wine, making love. No, I'm kidding. No, but I can imagine great situations to be in, but I would inevitably miss my friends and I'd want to come home because home is where my friends are. All right, I'll piggyback off that. I agree with you. I always think about living on a farm. Yeah, I'm with you. I was just about to... But... I was about to say, but <laughs> if, what kind of farm? Because this is kind of a specific thing. Well, Alicia, you know, it truly depends. I envision a large porch with a couple of dogs, a pig and a sheep, if I'm lucky, a horse. And maybe in Northern California up by Bodega Bay or... Mm, I like this. Can I come? Yes. Or we just move there. It's a farm. It'll be a compound. Or if I'm going to go tropical and, and, and distant, I'm thinking I'd like to have a large piece of land with fruit trees and the ocean right out front. Great. A bit of isolation, but still there's a town nearby if you need to like get your essentials. And that would be in Brazil, in Trancozo. Those are going to be my two at the moment. It shifts, but I do want to farm. Okay. One of the two. Yeah, I'm with you at the farm. It just seems like it sounds fun to take care of a lot of animals as you get older. And projects. Yeah, you have your projects. You have to wake up. You have to feed all the animals. You have yep. to, I don't know, mow the lawn probably or something like that. 
You got to shuck the corn. You got to fix the fence. Oh, yeah. You have to fix the fence so the cows don't get out. You have to wake up super early with the sunrise. See, I love that. If the sun wakes me up, I'm happy as a clam. Oh, it's the best. Sit on the porch. But do you think it's more of a fantasy than a reality? A farm? Of course. Because when I'm 70, 80, will I have that energy? Oh, my God. You're going to wait that long? Oh, am I going to do it next month? No, you're not going to have the energy. (laughs) How's real estate looking these days? I mean, no, I'm not doing that anytime soon. But, yeah, you do have to be... to be young enough to do all that. I think you do it when you retire, whenever you choose to make that choice. Yeah, what do you think the good years are? Like, <laughs> like as far as not being too old. In this country, like no one retires. No, 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 but like, where you're like, okay, now I'm going to go live that alternative life, much like she's asking, you know, the fantasy life. You have to be old enough to get I guess the money to do that one and two. That's what I'm saying. It's like America doesn't doesn't right, respect right. the elderly, so like we're expected to work until we're God only knows how old. It's like so that's my question. Like when do you retire? Yeah, they're just trying to kill us. Anyway, that's right. in my in my pipe dream. That's where I'd want to go. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that together, where we have you know a house. Say like you have to get to the other house on a little like four by four fuck yeah or maybe a boat or a boat oh i love a a lake yeah so it's not like you have to see the people that you share the property with but you could if you wanted to absolutely it's truly by choice and then everyone can split the financials i like this okay there we go i mean i'm kind of into it we should talk about this (laughs) when we wrap this episode okay rach what's the next question next question is from chi lee wong they ask have either of you ever had the occasion to call the other out on something or just didn't have the bandwidth to deal and said so out loud. Sure, right? I no? mean, we we don't fight, but no. we've had I remember one. I remember one thing. We had quibbles. What are they? Well, remember when I was I okay, I had a lapse in judgment and I dated this person oh. for a very short amount of time. Okay. It wasn't short enough. Nobody was a fan. It was like, watch, it was like, if your friends were cockroaches, and I mean this in the sweet way, and you watch them just like scatter, (laughs) it should be a red flag to yourself that this person is no good. But there I was, and you had to sit me down. I did not, I, I did not scatter. I sat your ass down and I told you what was going on. Right. This is, I'm right. Others scattered. Sure. No, am I? Maybe I'm mem- remembering this wrong. No, you're you're correct. No, I mean I think everyone scattered, and then you came like back, and you're like, sit down. <laughs> Let me explain what's happening here. Okay, well let's. Okay, well here's the deal. I'm going to throw that back at you because I too was in an experience with someone that probably wasn't the most healthy, and Leisha called me while she was on tour. And gave me a very strict talking to. I had to, Kate. And you know I was what? given some news. I was given some news that let's not get into it. It was many, many years there's ago. There's no way. I'm just saying. There's no way in hell I would keep that to myself and not tell you. So I called. I had the van pull over. <laughs> I <laughs> called you, and I was like, "You need to brace yourself," because I just found this out. And basically, yeah. you were like, "Please." walk away and you know what god bless you because that's exactly what happened yeah and i believe that i also took the news well when you approached me about your issues well the thing is is that when i approached you about your situation that was after the situation that you had with me so i felt like i was paying it forward it's like look you saved me i like we're calling them the situation well, 
when I was having that experience in that situation. Well, because it was a situation. <laughs> right. It's like a medical procedure. But that's what we need to do. So you do, I do think we have great communication skills and we're not scared to tell each other when yeah. you know the other person <laughs> desperately needs help. But, <laughs> and the truth, some truth, sir. There are times where I get more cranky and right. that's not how you operate. And you're like, hey, you know what? Let I me- say, you got the same pants to get glad in that you got mad in, Kate. I get an accent and everything, and you're like, who are you? I can get grumpy a bit. You're like, you know, tame the cynicism back. Yeah. Because you're an optimist, and I'm not. Right. I know, and you also say to me, quit being so fucking rosy. It's not like that. No, I just say, get your head out of your ass, because that's not the reality of it. Or that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, lighten up. It's going to change. I'm like, you know what? No, it's not. It's not going to change at all. (laughs) And the sooner you see that, the better off you're going to be. Uh, there's no right way really to get through this fucking world is there it's just we're all we're all doing our best we're all doing our best but i don't recall ever getting in any not even remotely close to like a knocked out fight we've never had a fight Mm -mm, mm -mm. i mean not to say that we couldn't but oh sure i think everyone i think we just i think we talk it through before we would get to that level which i think is great i would feel so weird yelling or something at you but i don't really i'm not a huge i don't like we're not fighters i think Mm -hmm. At all. I think we're doing a pretty good job. You're doing a brilliant job. I mean, I guess we're going to be doing this podcast till, the- <laughs> till there's no retirement in the future. Okay, I'll be doing this podcast when I'm living on my farm somewhere in Brazil when I'm and 70. when our cows are like when your cows come <laughs> home dying because they haven't been fed because we're still doing the podcast <laughs> or the grass is up to our chins. Nobody has time. Oh, God, I'll be on life support still doing the podcast when I'm 90 years old. In front of a microphone. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel's going to be producing this fucking thing <laughs> until the end of time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, save me. Rachel's like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I just, it was just a quick little idea. 20 years later, here I am. <laughs> I mean, truly, it is a champagne problem, but it's just funny. It's just funny. We better log on and tell people how the sheep are doing. They're really, they're really interested. Nobody cares. We have no listeners. Let me tell everyone about what movies I love because everyone's waiting. Everyone's just dying to fucking know this. God, I woke up today just dying to know what Kate thought about that one movie she watched when she was five. Well, good. I'm glad I have the answer for you. I care. You can tell me. You can tell me on the porch. I'll be like, it's okay. Go ahead. Tell me about the movie. Go ahead. (laughs) That's our rocking chair. Is this when we're living on the farm together? Yeah. And we're still doing the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds great. I'm going to be living with this microphone in front of my face. (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't know what we just went off on. Rachel, you could use this uh, or not. Okay. Oh, God. Well, we love all our listeners. So we, thanks for tuning in to Pants. I love you, Leisha. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, we just stopped talking in real life now. <laughs> I just want to save all my interesting tidbits for on air. On air. Okay. Well, this has been another edition of Pants. Of Pants. Pants. See you next week. Bye. Pants. Pants.
Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Leisha Haley, and my friend Kate Menick. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want us to keep going, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at the Pants Pod. If you like us, leave a review. I promise we'll read every single one of them. You can email us at pantspodcast at yahoo.com or tweet us questions or even send us a recording of your question and we will answer a few every week. Rachel Shelley is our producer and our editor over in the UK. Theme song by Carolina Parr from the band CSS. And artwork by Love Fox. Hey, Anna. Hold on a second. How do I stop this thing? Hold on, I got it. Wait, wait, wait.